0: Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the Gospel has the power to change your whole life, all your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. We've only actually been doing, uh, as it were, Vision Sunday over the last uh, five years. And, uh, and I think that honestly, even some of us who have been coming a while are still getting our head around what this is all about, but essentially, it's an opportunity to, to restate and reaffirm the importance of vision in the church but also for our lives. Um, we're not here today to release new vision. Um, last year we uh released uh launched the ABC of Wow, um, which is essentially who who we are it's the it's um how we outwork the wonder of the gospel based in Isaiah 61 and uh, I think that this uh, last vision the last vision Sunday that we had was probably the culmination of all the vision Sundays that we'd had up to that point it was the essence of it and um, uh, I'm not going to go through all that. Again, uh, there's, uh, we've got plenty uh, around and online and we've got our vision booklet and there's plenty of people hopefully to ask. But just to give you a bit of a, a taste of we, we, we outwork our understanding of the Gospel, the ABC of WOW, based on Isaiah 61. Anointing, a is for anointing, which is basically the special application of God's Spirit. We, we outwork the Gospel with beauty. Atmospheres, environments that restore dignity, awaken the soul and speak to our potential. There's, there are atmospheres that help us grasp things, you know, and, and help us absorb things. Um, and, and then of course, creativity, which um, in shorthand is, is not just something to do with pottery and painting, um, it's it's to do it's connecting with who we are uniquely. Every one of us has unique gifts, unique abilities that outwork themselves. And, and we believe that as we engage with the Spirit of God, He aligns us with uh, the unique core on each of our lives. And as we release those unique gifts in each of us, we reveal His nature. Because every single one of us, every single one of us have been put on this earth to display the goodness, the favour, the glory, the wonder of who God is. Every single one of us. Every single one of us has got something to bring. Every single one of us have got something to contribute. And the beauty is that it's not all the same thing. It's not all the same thing. Um, but, and, and so that that is us. That is what we are going to be working through to be displayers of His splendour. And that is the wow. We, we want people to look at our lives and, and go wow for all the right reasons. You know, we're, not for the wrong reasons. We want them to go wow for the right reasons. I think, I also want us to understand that the vision is not just about programs or plans it's about people we we are whether we if, we if we are followers lovers of Jesus Christ then we are in the people business we're not in the program business we're not in the project business those things may play their part but we are in the people business and and, and as we gather today I, I I'm trusting that that we understand that as we talk about vision where we're talking about the fact that we all need something bigger than ourselves to to call greatness out of us we need we need something beyond us to call greatness out of us that's what that's what vision that's what vision is about and and i think that in some ways we need to even to get what we're saying, we need to even revisit what it, why we come to church. Um, I was thinking, you know, I don't know, maybe some people, maybe this is not the greatest illustration for some, but it's just a little bit of a metaphor, because I think that some of us can treat church like the gym. We don't really want to go, but we feel we should. And... um we turn up maybe out of a sense of obligation. Um, you know, we've, we've got a membership, we've paid our money um, and we turn up. But essentially, we hopefully understand that that is not going to improve our fitness. Um, and you know what? You know, I've paid my money and now they expect me to do stuff. You know, like there's all this equipment around where I'm supposed to now work. Do they know how much effort it's taken me just to get here? Um, I, I find that, that sometimes the environment of exercise, the environment of gym, can really connect me with my inner child. You know, the one that "I don't want to. I don't want to do it. I want to go back to bed. I don't like it. I want my mom." Um, it's. It has that. It has that effect, but. The gym is actually not there to make your life miserable. It's there to serve you, to help you be the version of yourself that you know you really want to be. Because if we said it this way, if you knew you could click your fingers and be seven kilograms lighter, you would. Um, Someone's thinking, oh, can you do that? I didn't realize, oh, I like this church. No, no there is no avoiding the hard work. If you're gonna be the best version of yourself, there's got to be hard work. You've been moving your jaws. Now you've got to move your legs. That's a word for somebody. But it's not just strong legs you need you need a strong why what works at the gym as a strong why is what should work at church a strong why what is my why for coming to church because if you think that you're earning brownie points with god or you're just doing it out of some sense of obligation you are utterly missing the point i come I come to church because I—it I, proves I'm putting God first in my life. And one of the things that we consistently do here is, you know, we, we break down that thing that oh well, I don't need church. I lo- I just love Jesus. I don't need church. No, you do need church, because. Church is the way that Jesus has decided that He will operate through the body of Christ, which is the church of Jesus Christ. So we need each other. Turn to the person next to you and say, I need you. Even if I don't like you, I still need you. I might not like you, but I've still got to love you. And I still need you. So I come to church because without Jesus, I can't make it. I come to church to re-anchor my life in the things of God. I come to praise, to worship, to encourage, to be encouraged. I come for both me and my family. So as we gather around this moment, essentially, this is not just about the church. This is an opportunity for every single one of us, if we'll believe it, to hitch our wagon to a star. Because I believe, and I always have, and anyone who's been around me for any length of time will know this comes out of my mouth because I believe that God has called every single one of us as individuals to do something great with our lives. And understand, understand, you know, I think that even when you talk about the word great, I understand what I mean by that. I'm not, you know, not everybody can lead the country. You know what I mean? Not, not everybody can take the world. The great for you might be that you're the first person to go to university in your family. Or the great for you might be you're the first person to stay married in your family. Or the great for you, you might be the first person to get a degree. Or, or you, you understand that everyone's great is different, but we're all called to something Great, because we're not here to live in comparison with one another. We're here to fulfill what God has put in us and release what He's put in us. We, it's, it's, it's uh, a terrib- Comparison is a terrible taskmaster when I look around and I think, and, and I try and measure where I am by looking at somebody else's life. You're gonna get it wrong. You're going to get it wrong because you don't, know, you don't know them, you don't know their story, you don't know what they've had to go through, you don't know, you don't know uh, uh, what is going on in their lives right now. It's much easier to judge and I, 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 than, than, than it is to, to understand, be compassionate. And I, I want to say that, that we, need to, we need to understand for every single one of us, every single one of us, God has had a plan in place even before we were formed in our mother's womb. And don't lose the truth in the familiarity of the words. Because it's an incredible thing to think that before you'd taken your first gulp of oxygen, before, while you were kicking around in your mother's womb, God already had a plan for your life. It's a phenomenal thing. It's a phenomenal truth. So if we truly believe today that God is speaking, then this is an important moment, not only for the church, but for you, for your marriage, for your children. Because when my life is aligned to God and what He is doing, then I am bound to be blessed. But before we look forward, it's also good to to look back with with thankful hearts. And um, usually on Vision Sunday, what we do is we show what's kind of been going on in in the last year, give us a little bit of an update. But um, I think that what's unique about this time, this season is that moving to KMC was such a significant event in the life of the church that this time we've, we've taken things from since we've moved to KMC. And also uh, we have, uh, some of you may be aware, we have something called um, a Jubilee Foundation, which is a significant part of money which people give into. And that is where we give away uh, money uh, to people who are not in any way Associated with us, so people who are part of Heart Church uh, make application on behalf of other people, and uh, and just uh, over the last year, we have been able to give away over sixteen thousand wow. pounds. We've bought supermarket vouchers, beds, washing machines, fridge, freezers, cookers. We've done home renovations, family holidays, school uniforms, bought clothes. Absolutely amazing. Come on, I think we can give thanks to God. That is, for me, the Gospel. The Gospel at work. And, uh, you know, we we are just, we are blessing people uh, uh, and doing something for people who aren't doing anything for us. We're just being a blessing for them and being the hands and feet of Jesus, and I love that. And uh, yeah, I just celebrate what God has done over the last eight months. Uh, every every hour, every soul is precious in the sight of the Lord, and uh, and, and and we give thanks that we've had opportunity to do that. And uh, I just wanted to say because while well, we were talking about uh, money, that as you may be aware, we we have. Uh, opted um, not well, I decided that 's what that was the politically correct way of saying it, but i I decided that um, this this year we wouldn 't bring a, um, a vision offering because I felt that what was most important um, was that that we calib- recalibrated and, and, and uh, regained our rhythm in regard to our normal ties and offerings. We had a phenomenal series with um, uh, uh, Pastor, um, what's his name? Rob, yeah, thank you, Robert Morris. And uh, and he was awesome. He uh, uh, actually was, he actually was an anointed man. And um, it was really, really great truth. And we've re- received a lot of encouragement uh, in regard to that. And, and yeah, I wanted to say that, uh, uh, firstly, I wanted to say how proud I am of so many of you who have absolutely taken that Teaching on board—you've not just taken notes and nodded your head. You've actually done something about it, and we we celebrate that. That is absolutely wonderful. And I just felt to say, you know, although we're not we're not formally bringing a vision offering, if anyone if anyone did feel the Lord speak to them. Uh, and say, you know what? I actually do wanna give something uh, over and above my usual tithes and offerings. Well, you are free to do so. Just mark it clearly on the envelope or on however you give so we understand and we'll still commit to give 10% of whatever you give towards vision uh, to Heart Nottingham. But that is just, if anyone feels um, the Lord... Uh, say, yeah, I actually want to get on board with that. Um, that is absolutely cool. But otherwise, next year, we will definitely revisit it. But uh, in the meantime, we're just going to be keeping going and uh, honouring God with uh, what we are given. So this scripture um, from Isaiah 54 and um, the what you've seen so uh, beautifully um, portrayed at the beginning is something... That I feel that God is is saying to us over this this coming year. Um, I think it helps us. It helps us to focus. It helps us to understand something that the Spirit is saying. This is, and it's also important to say, okay, this is now not our new vision. As I say, it supplements what we are actually doing already. So I'm going to read the scripture again, and I loved it in the message. Version where the Bible says, Sing barren, woman who has never had a baby, fill the air with song, you who've never experienced childbirth. I feel like I want to say it like Wayne Raper now, but anyway, is so you're just gonna have to settle for my voice. You're ending up with the, with far more children than those childbearing women. God says so. Clear lots of ground for your tents, make your tent tents large, spread out. Think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. So this is what we will be focusing on. And I'm certainly not today gonna try and thrash out every one of those points. Over the next few weeks, we're gonna be having an opportunity to uh, look at this a little bit more in depth. But today, we're just gonna look at the headlines. I love the way the message said there, think big. This is to do with faith. It's to do with faith. And I know if you were here last week, you know that I, I'm more than, I'm more than uh, hinted at it. That it's, it's important that we think about what we should be doing. But it's also, in fact, in my view, more important that we think about who we should be coming. It's not just about what we do. And and it's this it's this balance you see it's this balance because I I personally love it I love it I love it when we um, when we look at the the figures and we encourage ourselves with what has been going on and because it's easy to forget sometimes in the busyness of life and just in cracking on you can can. Uh, Forget how much you've accomplished. And so to to, to pause, to look back, to encourage yourself. This is working. We're we're, we're doing something good here. We're we're building something. That's a good thing. But then we also have to understand that it's not just about the numbers. It's not just about what it looks like on Instagram. It's not just what it looks like on the screen. It's about the kind of people we're becoming. Because, you know, like with the right filters and the right tagline, you can make anything look good. Uh, but you know, when, when we come to Jesus, that doesn't wash. You know, when we get to heaven, having the right tagline and the right filter, you ain't, they, Instagram ain't invented any filter that's gonna make you look good unless Jesus has done the work in your life. So it's about, it's about understanding that God wants to do something with our heads, to think big. And, and you know, I think that that's something that grows. This is something that God has had to work on in me, in my life so much. Uh, you know, when I, was, when I was 19, thinking big was one thing. Now I'm in my 50s, thinking big is another. It's, it, it, it doesn't stay the same. But God wants us to, to think big. In fact, to think small is ultimately an insult, I think, to a great and mighty God to 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 just stay within the realms of what's comfortable and what's easy and what's doable um, is is not what god where god wants us to be and and, and i think that it's it's easier In one sense, in one sense, it's easier just to live in the realm of what's possible uh, and and, and live in the realm of excuses. But you know what? Life goes by very quickly and we can excuse our way through life, making excuses about why we can't and why this and this and if that happened. But at the end of the day, Jesus is encouraging us to take our minds off ourselves and off our excuses and focus on Him. God wants us to believe Him for great things. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. And, and, and what I love about the, 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 the picture there about the tent, you know, the stretching, stretching rather, the lengthening, the, the widening, we, you need to let bigness in. That the whole thing about being stretched and, 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 and you know, it's, it's, it's allowing yourself to become a bigger person. We need to maximise where we are. And we need people who think big about themselves and about their lives, but understand that I'm only going to get there through and by the grace of Jesus. It's not through clenched fists and, and, and white knuckles that I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. It's, it's, it's not by might nor by power, but, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. And, uh, and I want to I wanna, I wanna encourage us that, that God has an incredible plan for each one of us and he wants us, every one of us, to play our part. The next verse that I wanted to focus on talks about driving the tent pegs deep. It's a very important thing. Uh, we, we have certainly um, not uh, been a great camping family. We've done camping. We've done camping um, and uh, yeah, I've got many stories now that are going through my heads and I want to tell you and I can't tell you because we haven't got time to tell you. But one, there was one particular time where one of our last times of going camping when we were in Cape Town and um, we, uh, we decided to, to take some friends along. They'd never been before and we were trying to encourage them and, and say that they needed to come out of their comfort zone uh, and it was just, if anyone has been, uh, Tando's and Mel have just come back from Cape Town, but that, that it is the Windy City, it really is. And uh, we were right by the coast and our tent was lashed by the wind all night. I didn't actually know that, uh, I found out afterwards, but I didn't actually know that the tents, uh, as well as being waterproof, they have a rating for the kind of wind, uh, the, knots, the, 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 the knots that they can withstand. Anyway, uh, I say that to say Mike was up in the night uh, uh, drumming uh, those uh, tent pegs in because we were on sandy ground and just to make sure the tent stayed there. And after a pretty rough night, I, I, I woke up uh, and, uh, and, and was just saying, oh, I, I'm so surprised that the, the tent was stood that night as the words were leaving my mouth, the main pole snapped in two and that was the end of our camping trip but it, it certainly I can tell you this it didn't blow away Mike so those tent pegs worked we need to we need to strengthen we need to to to, to drive tent pegs deep means that we need to do what we can to make this thing strong it doesn't stop the wind it doesn't stop the rain. It doesn't stop the storms. It doesn't stop the challenges. But we need to do what we can to make this thing strong. A tent is a space created by stretching and tension. It's a space created by stretching and tension. And I, for I, coming, to, coming to KMC... It's been a lot, man. I know we're all smiling. I know we're all smiling and saying, this is awesome. Let me tell you, it's been a a lot to make that kind of leap, to make that kind of stretch that we had to make. You know, we went from being a church on Talbot Street that turned up, for decades and everything was there to come into a, a, a building where nothing was there we had to put it there and not only we weren't putting in place what we'd had we were putting in place something that was a thousand times bigger and more complicated than we'd ever had before and by the grace of God he's helped us but it doesn't take away from the fact it's a lot it's been hard um, and it's been a big stretch and maybe there's been a little bit of tension. I don't know, but a lot of pe- these people are all like Jesus. So it wasn't so much that. Um, but I think that, I want to say too, is that there are two ways of things getting easier. There's, there's one way where I back, we back off from it and, 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 and we say, no, that's too hard. Or we grow to meet the challenge. And at this level, our challenges are going to get easier because we've adapted and grown to meet them. It's like before. If we're using the gym analogy again, before that weight was heavy. Um, but so I've got. I, I can either go to a lighter weight. You know, this illustration has limitations. But but ultimately, if I'm gonna, if I'm I'm gonna lift a heavier weight, then it gets. It can get easier because I've developed the muscle and the strength that enables me to carry that weight. You understand what I'm saying? So it takes time to do that, but it is entirely possible. Now what was difficult is easy because I've developed what was necessary to carry it. And the next verses I love because I feel that they are prophetic for us. The next verses about growth, the growth in two areas I feel. He says you need a lot of elbow room for your growing family. And I wanna believe, I wanna, I wanna believe for numerical growth. I think that is entirely right, it's entirely appropriate. There are many illustrations where, where Jesus, uh, where the Bible illustrates how many people were responded, how many people were there. Num- Numbers are important to Jesus because they represent individuals. And individuals are important to Jesus. And we count people because people are important. You always count what is important. We don't, I don't want to be a part of a church where we only count the money and we never count the people. We, we, we count the people because people are important. The money's important, but people are more important. So I want to say that I'm believing, it, it's, it, I, I'm believing for barrenness to come off us. And, and I want to, and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. i um, I celebrate every soul. I celebrate every decision for Jesus. I, I, I really do. I really, really do. But ultimately, the, the, the figure that's going to get me the most excited overall is baptisms. And I'll tell you why. Because that's, that's different to just doing this. I'm not minimizing this. It's, it, it means something. It means many things. It doesn't always mean a yes to Jesus. It means an emotional response sometimes. It means, I don't know, someone coming back to God. It means, it, it means, it means a whole heap of different things. And that's cool. And, and for some, it absolutely is a 100% proof decision to follow Jesus. And it's amazing. But, but baptisms is a step beyond that. It's a public declaration of something that's taken place in, in my life. And so I'm excited, great. Eight months, 21 people, wonderful. But I, I know it can be more. I know it can be more. And I, I, I'm, I'm believing God for that because these, these are people who are, are, are just making a public declaration of their internal decision. So I'm believing for, for barrenness to come off us and multitudes to come and, and there's, there's, there's a cost to growth. You know, I, there was a baby crying at the back while I was uh, watching because that's what babies do because when your family grows, there's a cost to it. You know, you, you, no one really does factor in the sleep deprivation that comes in, you know, uh, with, with having a baby. It's, it's like you never knew you could manage on so little sleep you didn't know or you never knew you couldn't manage on so little sleep but either way you ain't sleeping so there's a cost to your family growing our pattern as a church is uh, it's like you know if you want to know whether you're really part of who and what we are we made it as simple as possible involved invest invite include if you're doing those four things you can pretty you can say i'm part of this. I'm involved. That means I turn up. I invest. It means I give. I give them my time, my talent, my money. It means I invite. I ask other people to come and I also include other people in, in, in my circle. We've talked about obviously investing with, with, with uh, the series on Rob Morris. But I want to say, let, let this be the year of the invite. Let this be the year of the invite. You know, I just want to, if we talk about thinking big, you know, what would it look like if we just got into our heads that it just developed the habit of saying, why don't you come and take a look? Just come and take a look. They might say yes, they might say no, but they might say yes. If they say no, it's cool. They might say yes. Like, it's about, for me, it's about getting them into a different atmosphere. Even at the very least, it's, it's a win if you can get them here and they say, oh, I didn't know church could be like that. I didn't know that. Because they've got an image in their head of what church is. So it's, about, it's all about opening doors. I don't know about you, but I was not an overnight wonder. I mean, I made, I made a decision one night to give my life to Jesus, but it wasn't that everything was sorted in that moment. I mean, it might be different for you, hallelujah. But for me, wasn't it wasn't, it took time. It takes time to make the journey, to grow, to develop in the things of God, you know, and, and, and the grace of God is there for that. But I just want us to believe for this year to be the year of, of the invite. Let's get them through the doors and then, and then who knows what God might do with a the moment. They might come and they might hate it, but you know what? It's, it's, still, it's still, the point is they were here and, and you still don't know what God is going to do with that moment. I know know numbers of times in my life, particularly uh, when I was uh, out uh, working uh, secularly before I came into full-time ministry. And I know there were people hating on me in the work environment because they knew that I went to church and they knew what I stood for and they weren't afraid to say so. But I can also tell you that those people who were hating on me amongst the others, when they went through tough times, they came to me and 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 they and and they and they asked me to pray and they asked for wisdom so so don't always don't always assume that people's reaction is representative of what's going on i mean i i when i came to church i when i came to church for the first time it was going to be the last time You've got to understand, that was what was in my head. When I came to church, I was getting something out of my system. I wanted another tick to say, all I wanted to happen was that I got through the door and all my uh, uh, stereotypes and everything would have been proved. I could tick, I could say, well, you see, I tried it. It wasn't for me, it didn't work. And yet here we are. So we we actually don't know. People, People can come with all kinds of attitude uh, and and, and God, can, God can turn all that around. Some of you can relate, I'm sure, to what I'm saying. See, I love the fact that the Word talks about a growing family. It doesn't talk about a growing crowd. You need more elbow room for your growing family. It's not just about getting numbers in the door. It's about family. Heart, at Heart Church, family is foundational. That's what I'm excited about to tell you that uh, in May, we're going to be relaunching our, our life group structure uh, and and we're, we're doing it in a way. You know, we, 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 we finished it because we felt that it wasn't quite representing what we wanted. And we believe in this because if we're going to grow and develop as family and if we're going to grow and de- and, and develop as Christians, we need to meet in smaller environments. We need to we need to love one another. We need to we need some accountability in our lives and 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 we need an environment of 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 care. And 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 those were the things that we were looking at. But I'm gonna tell you right right at the start where we started was I said I want something in place that people actually want to go to. Not like feel obligated to go or like, oh, you know. We had some prospective leaders together in the week and I said, you know, I didn't want it to be like, you know, oh, you go. I went last week, you know. You go. No, I'm tired. Do you know why I'm actually not feeling so good? You know, I think. yeah, yeah. So I want, I want people to be making excuses to go rather than not to go. But the truth is then you've got to want to go. So we want it to be an environment of connection, of devotion and care. And we thought, what would it look like? So we want, to, we want people to gather around an activity or an interest or around food. And, and so people are going to come and say, okay, you know what we want to do? We want to start a board game group or a badminton group or a, a, a walking in Derbyshire group or, or a cheese and a uh, Ribena, uh, no, a cheese and wine night, you know. Um, I don't know. It's a, but and, and you know, it operates once a month or, or, or twice a month max, but because we also understand that people have busy lives. But actually to say that we, we imagine, imagine having a small group structure that people actually wanted to be part of. Imagine the pressure that we've got more people wanting to attend life groups than we've got leaders and we need to do, we need to do something quickly. You know, I, I, I believe in that because we're living in a time and season where community is so important. Oh God, anyway, we're gonna get into some of this. We're gonna get into it. But so that's what we're, that's what we're gonna do because we believe in it. We believe in it and it's what and, and and the magic and the beauty and the wonder of what happens when people get together in the presence of the Lord is a wonderful a wonderful thing. And I'm personally, I would be excited about going to something like that where we're not sat in a circle, you know, waiting for people to arrive. You've been busy this week? Yeah, yeah, I've been busy, yeah. You have you? mm, Yeah, you know it's like let's let's not do that. Let's do something a little bit different. Um, Next point about lengthen, stretch. It's about capacity. So it's about growth numerically, but it's about a deep. It's about a growth within us in our spirituality. It's about a deeper relationship with God. We must. Increase on the inside in order to do what God wants us to do on the outside. God is increasing our capacity. We need to grow spiritually, grow in our relationship with God. The message, I love Matthew 5, verse 8 in the message. It says, you're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and your heart put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. It's about getting our inner world sorted. Our roots have to go down deep in God. That's why we're going to keep encouraging people to to do freedom in Christ, as well as marriage enrichment, because too many Christians have carried too much baggage for too many years. And I'm saying, don't. A couple of weeks ago, you know, I, I, took the, I took the bag to the cross. You know, we, we need to take our bags to the cross because honestly, for some of us, for some of us, the, 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 the best thing we can do before we start stretching and lengthening is have a good clear out. That's how we can increase capacity. We're carrying emotional and spiritual baggage and we increase capacity by having a good clear out. We've, we've moved house about five times and, and country move country twice, so we 've had several opportunities to clear out and i 'm never failed to be surprised how much you can accumulate along the way that 's true physically it 's also true spiritually anyway i 've got to move on quickly because we 're running out of time you're going to you 're going to take over whole nations you 're going to resettle abandoned cities and this is important at a couple of levels it 's saying don't let Your current space define you. I find it incredible that we're talking about tents and about stretching tents and lengthening cords and God speaks about nations and abandoned cities. But it proves that God can pull permanent things out of a temporary space. I believe that God is using KMC to cause something out of us that the future needs. God is doing something in this space that is preparing us for another space. And, and, and that's not just about another building. That is part of the future. We want another building. But I'm talking about another space spiritually. Can you say Amen? God is doing things in us, preparing us for what He requires of us. These things do not make sense when you're living in a tent. And that's why I think God also has to say, don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. It's normal to hold back when you're unsure. But God is speaking confidence into us. He is stretching us and strengthening us and teaching us to believe in Him. So this is our focus for this coming year. We're going deeper so we can go wider. I want us to be the kind of church who believe God for a blessed life, but to understand the key to a blessed life is in what I give, not what I get. I'm speaking to people and I believe you are in the room who sit and look like they are blending with the crowd. But they carry this persistent awareness that they are not called to live an ordinary life, that they are here for purpose. What's crazy is these self-same people are so often overwhelmed with a million reasons why this could never happen, why it would never work out for them. I'm too old, I'm too young, not holy enough. I have this issue, these issues. I have a family, I don't have a family. It's not a good time right now. I'm in debt, I'm not strong enough, not brave enough. At the end of the day, Jesus is looking for people who say, I can't, but through You, Lord, I can do all things. Purpose could look like writing songs or making films or leading a campus or running a business or visiting the sick, acts of generosity, becoming a super giver, to empower the work of God, starting a cooking class, running a football team, leading a life group, being on bump team, serving coffee, becoming a prayer warrior, fostering a child, adopting a child, mentoring a teenager, welcoming a lonely lonely senior citizen into your home, whatever a million other things you could add on. These are ordinary people who don't just go to church, but they've been mobilized by the Holy Spirit. They're prepared to start small, take a first step, not wait for everything to be perfect, not expect to be perfect, but just trust and pray. Do their best today and leave it in the hands of the Lord. This vision isn't just about making a church work. This is about living for a cause that is greater than ourselves. It's about being counterculture, In a society that screams me, we proclaim Him. We model what a happy and fulfilled life looks like because Jesus has done something deep and wonderful in our lives. I have faced my pain. I have allowed Jesus into every room of my life to heal me. And I forgive as I have been forgiven. This life I now live. I live for Him. Lock, stock barrel. Everything works better when we are doing what Jesus wants us to do. Our lives, our marriages, our families, our jobs, we prosper, we live at peace. Whenever Jesus is first in our lives, everything just works better. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search HeartChurch UK.